This podcast is made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. A big thank you goes out to Adnan Isel, owner of Isellers Estate Winery. You can visit them at 615 Concession 5 Road in Niagara-on-the-Lake or check out their website at isellers.ca. Find out how you can support us, like Adnan, by visiting patreon.com slash twoguystalkingwine. You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Good morning, Michael. Andre, <laughs> what is with the hair? Uh, I've decided to stop cutting it and grow it out again. Oh, no. The man bun is not coming back, though. It better not. I'll, um, di- I'll disown you. I-, I realize we've released a couple of episodes already this year, but Happy New Year. Happy this New is our year. first recording yeah. session for the new yeah, year. That's true. Uh, did you have a good Christmas? I did have a good Christmas, and I can't complain. Good New Year as well. Drank some really good wine. What'd you drink? Uh, that's a good question. Oh, we finished our kitchen, so we opened a bottle of uh, Louis Roederer to celebrate. Nice, nice. So, uh, I'm happy about that. And we have a nice new kitchen, so. Um, I opened a bottle of 2009, uh, Flacanello. That was a really nice, uh. Is this, what's Flacanello? Flacanello. It's, um, it's a Tuscan wine. So okay. Super Tuscan, so. Okay. It was, that was really nice. Did, did it cost more than $30? It did, but it was a gift. So okay, I didn't. I didn't put that kind of money into it. Okay, so you're okay to to drink the hundred dollar bottle of wine, just not spend just not the money it. on I, it. I I am happy to drink your hundred dollar bottle of wine. I am not happy to drink my hundred dollar bottle of wine because I don't have one that I paid for. So uh, in our household, speaking of the hundred dollar bottle of wine, uh, I bought a magnum of Belanger for New Year's and. It was just fun to walk around my house. I hosted some people for New Year's holding that sucker like the Stanley Cup. But you also broke a glass, I understand. Yes, actually. And and you know what? I need to tip my hat to the people at Linen Chest. Um, Linen Chest is, there's a few locations in the region, but Linen Chest is important to me because they sell the Schottswiesel Crew Classic line, which is the basic level yep. from Schottswiesel. Buy the glass individually. Oh, nice. Okay. So when I break one, I don't need to buy six. And to tip my hat to them, I I broke the glass cheersing. Yeah. And I know. I know. I joked online that I cheersed so hard that the b- glass broke. The reality is, it was like we were actually being very gentle, and it was that moment where I, I don't know if if this has happened to you. Like, definitely hit us up on Twitter at Two Guys Talking Wine. But we we cheersed the wine bottle to the glass, but. Like gently, like it's a big bottle of wine. We didn't want to break any glass, but instead of making the clink, it just went crack. So you you cheers too much because actually every time you cheers, and I I, I learned this from our good friend Lloyd Thistle, um, the dear departed Lloyd yes, Thistle, yes, yes, um, who uh, who said every time you you clink or click the glass, it it's like a micro fracture within the within the crystal. Yeah, and, and that, that, so that kind of makes sense. So if you if you hit them enough, sooner or later they will break. Like, and that and that goes for the shots weasel because they it's got a, it's got it does have a. It's hard to explain really, but it has like a protective layer over the glass, and then it's a micro fracture within the glass, and yep. enough micro fractures it will finally will finally break. So they're break. So the fact that the fact that I'm so popular and so cool and host so many dinner parties. Uh, is is causing stress on my glassware. Sure. If that's what you want to believe, let's go with it. Uh, but anyways, uh, Linen Chest replaced the glass without any questions asked. I, I took it to them, showing them like the weird crack. Like the glass didn't shatter. It literally just 
hairline cracked and the glass stayed intact. Oh, so they, they replaced the glass? Yes, they did. Oh, I thought you had to go out and buy it. But Oh, that's nice of them. Uh, yeah, no, they, they replaced it, no questions asked. And Boulanger in a Magnum is something I would definitely recommend. Yes, and uh, for those of you who uh, listened to the podcast, um, what was it, last week? Whatever it was, two weeks uh, ago, where we where we we came to the exciting conclusion of opening that Chateau de la Confession. Well, that was that that exciting conclusion, and then the following week, uh, we have to apologize because um, <laughs> somehow uh, our technical director, uh, okay, not mentioning me. any names, it's me, it's me. I uh, messed up. I messed up. Posted the same podcast uh, that we uh, that we had posted back in October. Yeah, we love Thomas Batchelder so much that we wanted to revisit. His podcast. Well, and the thing is, like that recording session, we recorded three in a day, yeah. which is not something we do often. And I have a, a filing system when we edit the episodes, and somehow I had, I guess I had edited it, edited this podcast twice. Oh, or wow. I had duplicates and of the files, and then one got posted and the other didn't. <laughs> well, it's, anyways, we so apologize it could, for it that. Could have theoretically been a different podcast when you edit Thomas down. Yes, definitely could have been so. It, anyway, somebody said it sounded very familiar, and uh, we looked into it, and uh, yeah, it should have sounded familiar. It was, you, you know, we, we totally didn't even need to acknowledge the the mess up, but thank you for oh no, thank you for starting the year by running me over I, on on that bus. Well, let me uh, let me run that bus back over again. Uh, okay. I'll just back it up. But no, it was it's kind of funny that uh, that um, somebody actually emailed us and said so, uh, Pierre. Uh, thank you very much for. Um, uh, for that email, because I was like, no, Andre wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, and I was a little bit confused, too. Like, I had to go back and double check. It was just like, son of a bitch. Yeah. So, anyway, so Wait, it's nice that somebody's listening. I guess, goes, I guess it was the start of the year. Is is bitch for the swear jar? I don't know. Uh, it, it seems that we are, um, uh, on television anyway, if you think about it, they've kind of expanded the words that you can say. Like you hear bitch normally at, at night uh, at 8 o'clock on those shows. And you're like, well, it used to be you couldn't say bitch or ass or anything like that. And lo and behold, they're showing up. Oh, by you the can, way. You can, you can always say ass. It's that's the problem. Uh, and I also have to thank you for my uh, for my uh, Christmas <laughs> gift this year. It came came to the door while I was hosting uh, a bunch of people, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" It's a it was a no name bag, and you've always threatened that you were going to send me a bag of dicks. And uh, this year, lo and behold, they showed up at the at the door. And uh, you still have some. You didn't uh, eat all your dicks. No, I didn't eat all the dicks. No. Oh God! No, I couldn't. Uh, I tried to pass them out, and nobody else wanted to eat a dick. So, so it is nine forty in the morning. We're in the St. Catherine studio. We are. Yeah. Uh, it's snowing. Yeah, it's it is snowing. It's, it's uh, like they were. They, they promised uh, we would get snow, and lo and behold, it showed up. And two hours our late, first topic of the year is something that I think, as wine writers, especially wine writers who focus on Ontario, we don't spend enough time on. And Are you I, talking about ice wine? I am talking about ice wine. It's uh, Canada's most re-gifted wine. Yes. I, I've often joked, I've said this on the radio, that I am sure somewhere out there, there is a bottle of that original Inniskillen ice wine that has been re-gifted at every Office Secret Santa for the past 40 years. Yeah. It's just, it just keeps getting passed around. It's like, it's like, um, it's like fruitcake. 
but there's but, only six fruitcakes in the world. They just keep, and then you eat them. I well, understand I eat you them. eat I them. Love so then somebody has to go, and, and you're an you're an asshole because you make somebody go make another one so that they can refill the six, and then they can get pe- keep being passed around until you they come to you, and then you eat them, and then they have to go make another one. Well, and and anyone who I guess just to bring it back to ice wine, now that you've gone off on your Jim Richards style <laughs> tangent. Um, I've spent a bit. Anyone who's been following like my writing around the month of December, I've been giving a little bit more love to ice wine. Uh, I was on the Ted Wallachin show in December, uh, where I was talking about the ice wine gala that recently took place in Niagara. I had a chance to attend, and I, that that's part of what we want to talk about. Um, but I think it just comes down to people don't know how to drink ice wine, and those first impressions are important. If you've had your ice wine, you've tasted it at a winery or you've tasted it at a friend's house, they've served it with dessert. And I, I know, especially the people listening to the to this podcast, they know that ice wine and dessert is like the worst thing on the planet. Well, um, I was I was just in Florida where I spent some time with uh, my in laws who are huge ice wine. Well, my mother in law anyway is a huge ice wine fanatic, and um, I actually took down two bottles of. Um, uh, in a skill in ice wine, yeah, and opened one at the beginning of the trip and one at the end of the trip, and then um, we didn't finish them. But she then wanted to try them side by side, and it turns out I, I I'm pretty sure she liked the Riesling more than she liked the Vidal. Uh, yeah, so. although at the at the ice wine gala there was a lot of Vidal being poured, and it's just I think one of those things where you drink with your eyes. It's just like in my head I picture Riesling and more acid. So I think in my mind I like. Riesling better, and I've convinced myself I like Riesling better. But there's some like there's some very good uh, Vidal ice wine. Well, out there. It's, it's it's a little more unctuous, was a little more thick, um, and and the so she, she on our last evening there, they they had a, another couple join in, and everybody tasted, and everybody seemed to like Vidal except my mother-in-law who went leaned more Riesling um, than anything. But it was really interesting to to get uh, an outsider's perspective. Uh, on ice wine, when you and I probably don't open a bottle, if you well, open we open one at New Year's, we open one. Oh, I okay. Actually, actually, I open it more. I open it reg- more regularly in my house, but it's still when you in, in a event. It's I still know, an event. So. Yeah, um, but we opened up a bottle of ice wine where at New Year's I am friends with some French people, and we're not talking like Quebecois. We're talking people from France. Yep, uh, and they brought a really nice brick of foie gras over for New Year's, as is the style if you're in France. Foie gras and ice wine is one of the greatest food pairings on the planet. Just simply put, I know that in France it's traditional to do not with your uh, conte or whatever. Oh, ice wine and conte is also good. There's no conte left. That's oh, it's long gone. gone. Uh, long gone. Okay. Uh, but you do sauterne with with uh, yeah uh, with foie gras. So it's uh, kind of the same idea with that. And uh, when I was on the Ted Wallachin show, I brought a selection of cheese. I didn't bring conte, but I had a, a Stilton. I brought a really old cheddar. I love it when cheddar gets so old that you've got the like crystals, crystals in, in it. it. Yeah. Uh, and geez, what was the third cheese I brought? Was it a blue? It was a blue. It was a Silton. Okay, that was well, the one still, I, but I thought maybe you brought an, just an actual blue. blue. But like hard, hard, salty cheeses are are where it's at for me in ice wine and cheese. Ice wine and cheese. That's what she said. I don't know. No, that one didn't no, work. Right. I did a good one this morning. I just don't remember. <laughs> so. Anyway, we, we uh, last night. So the reason we are in the St. Catherine Studios, we were at the uh, uh, Niagara on the Lake Gala Ice Wine Sparkle and Ice. Yeah, I think is what it was called, and uh, that was kind of an interesting little event. Uh, first of all, I had no idea that the Courthouse Theater, which is what I assume, you know, because that's where it it took place, yeah. actually has a ballroom upstairs. Yeah, it it 
you know, it's kind of nice to see the the historic, like, small-towny feeling of Niagara-on-the-Lake. Because uh, this is no digs to the town, but I'll be honest. Like, once again, as someone who spends a lot of time in wine country, and for most of the people who are listening to this podcast, you probably live or work near wine country. But that main... Or at least visit it quite that's a bit. It. That, that main street in Niagara-on-the-Lake, I hate it. I hate it in the summer. And it's just because there's nothing there for me it's wall-to-wall people first of all wall-to-wall people and wall-to-wall like tchotchke stores correct so it's it's it's, i i I liked it 20 years ago when it was was more mom and pop stores now you can find out and that's it like 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 you know what i i i understand like it's the thing i like about even even going to prince edward county like driving down the streets and pulling into the antique shops that are there there's still a sense of authenticity to it are you an antiquer I'm not an antiquer, oh, yeah. but like I, I still like to look. I like to see like what's there, and I don't know if you see something that would fit the aesthetic of your home. You know, you might pick it up. But like, I'm not, I'm not collecting old people's junk. Oh, dead people stuff. That's dead one people of my... stuff is the name of a, a, an antique store in in, uh, in Prince County. But you understand what I mean when I'm just talking about that feeling of authenticity when it comes to the the tourism, right? Or the ice cream stores that feature locally produced stuff. Cream, yeah. That being said, the the cows dairy in Niagara on the Lake. It's kind of cool to have Prince Edward Island uh, products here in Ontario. But what the hell does Prince Edward Island have to do with Niagara on the Lake? Which is nice, but. Uh... If you are in Niagara on the Lake and you do have a car, you should head up uh, Stewart Road and go to uh, the Avondale Dairy. Like that. Yes, yes, is yes, yes. Like the place. To but go. it's not on the main the main it's street. Not. Like it's too bad that the Avondale Dairy doesn't have a store on the yeah. Niagara on the Lake. Put it this Niagara way, on the Lake stretch. It's busy enough on Stewart Road. If it was in town, like you'd never get in. But I anyways, think they, that's, I think that's, they have that's enough. That's enough. That's enough crapping on Niagara on the Lake as a city because I want to focus on the positive. Going into the courthouse, and and going up to that ballroom. Uh, it felt like sort of stepping into an episode of Shit's Creek. It was very interesting and, and very unique, and um, I, I, I and they had it over two rooms. That you you came into a lobby area, you went up the stairs, and you came into a lobby area, and then they had a room on the left and a room on the right. The the, the event didn't have the grandeur of Cuvée or the Ice Wine Gala the previous weekend, which I want to talk about in in a little bit. And I'll be honest, uh, like the Ice Wine Gala. And cuvee are events where, like, that's your weekend. That's the focal point yeah. of your weekend. To me, the Sparkle and Ice Gala felt more like the kickoff to a weekend. Um, honestly, if it wasn't going to be snowing and I didn't have another uh, event to deal with in Toronto today, uh, I'd, you know, it'd be a perfect way to kind of kick off a weekend of tasting in Niagara. And it was interesting because the, I guess, what the sparkle and ice was is that the first uh, couple hours, there was a still wine and a sparkling wine. Yes. And then uh, after 10 o'clock, they got out to the street and started serving ice, started wine. Serving ice wine in the minus nine degree weather that they had. So, Which is a little bit, uh, I guess, serendipitous because minus eight is the temperature yeah. that ice so wine is. I guess is you're there. Yeah, uh, so. And, and so that was interesting. And, and I, uh, you know, the wines are always always good. So yes. I'm, I'm, I'm never um, uh, that focused sometimes on the wine and, and one of these galas with the food and stuff like that. Because no, I there, thought, were a few, there were a few really good sparklings. And I mean, uh, like for the, the I like I like the the rife. I thought the yeah rife the rife the Charmat Chardonnay yeah uh, had some really interesting floral notes to yeah. it. I thought that was uh, nice. The Trias uh, Brut Rosé Trias Brut Rosé was definitely good. Nice. The Jackson Triggs Entourage yeah. was very good. Right. 
But uh, what I really kind of, uh, I thought the food. Uh, the food was a lot of fun. They, I thought they almost stole the show. Uh, some, some well, the food did steal the show. Where uh, So I, I picked out my favorite three uh, just really quickly. We do a little. Um, well, uh, your three are, the, are, are, are my, my three, but I think we both disagree on what our favorite was. Favorite is, but but I'll, I'll just, I'm not going to do them in order. Or anything, but there's a place called Masaki Sushi, which did a, a great, uh, okay, so it says here, a blushing salmon. Smoked salmon wrapped in shrimp tempura roll and house-made raspberry sauce. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had raspberry sauce on on sushi before. No, neither did I. But it added some really yeah. nice acid. Yeah, um, and an umami flavor that I thought was uh, was quite interesting. Yes. it was not. It was just not just raspberry. It was it was something more. Yes. It. So and then there was Live Restaurant, which uh, you this was your favorite actually was the seared scallop. Yes. Um, with but I, I have pepper Vidal coconut sauce. Yes. With a gavurt oh slaw and a wonton crisp. Uh, there I, was no there was no crisp on, yeah, I was gonna say on I our plate. Crisp. But it didn't need it. The oh. the slaw was one of the tastiest slaws I've ever had, and um, the scallop was cooked perfectly. But I have um, I have mixed feelings about serving something like scallops at an event like that in a space like that. And I know it's something you and I are going to talk about. It's just the moment we walked into the courthouse, all you could smell was fish. fish. Yeah. And, that's... and I mean, like the dish was great. It tasted amazing. I love scallops. But the smell of that one station then took over the entire the building. Bit. Yeah. So it was hard to smell anything else, but uh, except for the perfume on some of the. Some I mean, the that's the other thing is, is you know what? I, I think this is this is just like a bit of a, a rant to go on right now. I, I think if you're an organizer of these events, you should start printing on the tickets fragrance free. Yeah. No if you go to the, if you go to the Toronto Symphony, if you go to the Toronto Symphony, yeah, it says on the that. tickets fragrance free. I like getting dressed up. It's an excuse to get dressed up. But if wine tasting is the focus of your event, leave the perfume, leave the cologne. It's it's not it's not for that event. Really strong smelling perfume is going to interfere with the taste of the wine, and it's going to interfere with other people's taste of the wine. I never understand why people wear perfume to a wine tasting, but then that's... Well, I think a lot of people just don't know. And and I think that, as an organizer, you should start advertising on the tickets. So your favorite was that scallop. Mine was from uh, this Tiara restaurant, which was a potato gnocchi. Oh, my God. And a late harvest cream, double smoked bacon, and devil's rock blue cheese. Holy God, that was a meal in a dish. It was a small dish, but man, was that and, and so good, so also, rich. Also, like I think just a highlight to really like to really great cooking. Yes, uh, it wasn't a complicated dish. There wasn't any unnecessary presentation to it, but like the choice of cheese um, and and just the choice of ingredients really went to making that a standout. I didn't even know what I would have paired it with. I guess the iced wine and the blue cheese. I would have cut through that. but I mean that it was just a delicious. Bite and that that probably was my favorite. Well, and you and I often complain about portions and the amount of food at events. And I and once again to organizers, it was a little frustrating that a couple of the stations were out of food by nine p.m. and yeah. the event opened at eight. Yeah, and we arrived a little bit late just because of the amount of time it took me to get down to Niagara. Um, yeah, I, you need to make sure that your food, your uh, at least your, goes your, till nine thirty. Yeah, or sure ten when you're leaving the building. Make but. sure that your food vendors are prepped for the event. I understand that they need to worry about their food costing and whatnot, but come on, being out of food an hour into the event—that's that's kind of bush league. That or it was really good. Uh, I don't. Can it be that good? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, you forgot to mention the hot dog from the Trius restaurant. Oh, the hot dog from Trius was was. 
quite nice. Uh, the ice wine ketchup and all that. It, it was. It didn't make my top three. But you like the caramelized the bun. onion? I like the caramelized onion. All I liked, the style of bun. It was that, that Montreal style bun. I liked everything about it, but it just didn't make. It just didn't reach the standout level. It's a hot dog with caramelized onions. I hate to say it, but it's kind of something I could make at home. Do you know what I mean? Totally. When I go mean. out, look, I am not going to make that gnocchi with the blue cheese sauce. I'm <laughs> not going to make that. So that's the kind of thing I want out. While I do make scallops at home, I'm probably not going to make that slaw. Right. Oh, I was talking to the guy about the about the recipe. I've I've got a few ideas on how to execute that. And then and then the sushi, I I don't make sushi at home. My, no, my sushi sushi is the one home. thing I won't make at home. I, I think you and I are generally of the same mind. Where if I can make it at home, I'm 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 not going to eat it when I eat out. Correct. Uh, so sushi is just one of those things that's just it's so much work. Yeah. And I'm someone who likes to cook elaborate. Anyone who's seen my Instagram or been to my house for dinner knows that I don't mind. Go into the nines in my kitchen. Egg roll in a bowl, baby. Egg roll in a bowl. Well, egg roll, egg roll in a bowl is a twenty minute, in twenty minute, uh, twenty minute meal now, minus the marinating. Marinating's marinating, but it's fifteen minute meal. But anyway, yeah. Um, I, listen, the consensus about the event last night was it had it had the small town vibe that I think Niagara on the Lake often lacks, especially in the summer. You need to get down here in the winter. You need to check out the event, and it's just it's nice to kind of come back and celebrate ice wine and. Um, I think I, just get over the fact that it's not just that sweet, sweet, sweet wine, even though it's that sweet, sweet, sweet wine. But right. it, was, it was, as I said, it was an, it was an interesting event, and uh, I, I really, I, en- I enjoyed it. I liked being there. Uh, it was a good atmosphere. It wasn't too crowded, yes. which at some of these events, you're, you're wall-to-wall people trying to get to the table, trying to get, you know, either something yes, to eat, I, I love to that. drink. I love that. And actually, you know what? Um, at the, the, so the previous week, you were in Florida. I was. It was 80 degrees, which we kind of enjoyed. Uh, it was uh, it was abnormal temperatures in Florida, so don't tell me anything about global warming. But it was a week of basically 80s, and then the the moment we is that left, high or low? Oh, sorry, that's uh, so 80. No, I know I know what it is. So 80 is like 25 Celsius. 25, yeah, is that low or high for this time of year? Uh, it's high for that time of year. Usually okay. they're in the 60s at this time of year. Oh, yeah. So when we left, actually they were going back into the 60s, and then when they overnight they go into the 50s. Now look. Um, it's not cold by any stretch of the imagination, uh, because I remember waking up when we the first day we got there. Uh, I walked out into uh, my my in laws have a sunroom and they keep them with the windows open and they go oh it's really cold in there, and I'm like it's 56 you know it's not because I could read the thermometer and I go that's that's not cold and I'm from Canada and then I realized I'm like you guys are from Michigan uh, what are you talking about cold yeah my my favorite room temperature I keep my bedroom at 66 so I huh? like. That's chilly. Yeah, I like a good chill. You can throw a blanket on. You can put a sweater on. That's as you're uh, wearing a sweater today. But anyways, uh, just talking about the ice wine gala, from which the I didn't go week. to. So, uh, and you talk about crowds and whatnot because you and I we both enjoy going to cuvee and talking yeah. about cuvee. And I will always rave about that event if you're yeah. from out of town listening. But, to but always busy, like always busy. Hard it to is. get to tables. Hard to get to food tables. Yes. Hard to get to wine tables. But it, but worth. But it's just. But worth it's, it. It's 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 satisfying to see. You know, it's sort of like the the, the unofficial kickoff to the tourism season, Correct. right? Wine, wine season, let's call yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but the Ice Wine Gala is a little bit more slow-paced. Uh, the wineries are all still showing off, similar to Cuvée, but the feature is ice wine. Uh, and there were a few really uh, interesting standouts at the Ice Wine Gala this year. Uh, one of them was uh, Firox, 
So Fabian Rice has completed the takeover of Rancourt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new signs are up. Yep, uh, everything is up. Um, and he had a Dornfelder ice wine. Not a, not a grape you see very often. So No, and, and it was really, really interesting because there's a lot of ice wine made with red grapes. And I, I, I would hazard a guess that those are some of our favorite ice wines. Some are probably some of your favorite ice wines, too, Cab Franc or Cab Sauv ice wine. Yeah, I kind of like that uh, that strawberry jam kind yeah, of you push And when you push the flavor profile into red fruit, yeah. uh, I find it does help hold up to that sweetness a little bit better. Um, but the Dornfelder... The Dornfelder um, felt like a red wine, like a full red wine, like not an ice wine made with red grapes where you kind of get that, you know, like a Cab Franc ice wine still looks more like a deep rosé than it does like a red wine. The Dornfelder looked like a red wine, like that really. Oh, so like a deep, that deep, deep red. red. So we got some nice color out of the deal. And it had some uh, some tannin on it as in it as well. Which, um, is, which is hard to do if you really think about it, because even red grapes lose a lot of color out there. In the, well, yeah, because you press you yeah. press it off. Like I don't I, I don't think with well, ice wine. I don't think with ice wine you can do skin contact, can yeah. you? Because so, you put it in the press and you get it off. Yeah. Uh, but the flavors were really interesting. Kind of a, a pruny uh, plum, like not even that strawberry rhubarb pie, but like just really great sweet grape flavors all right so that's that's one of your favorites you got to have two more i'm assuming uh actually the ice cuvee from peller which um i'll be honest the past few years that we have tasted that on the vintages tasting panel it's it, it feels more like a gimmick than it does like it's, a, a it, good it's always been a little wine. too sweet for me um I, I i understand it because it's dosaged with ice wine um, but to me, uh, it's always lacked the acidity that I've always wanted in a in a good sparkling wine. And, and for me, I've, to balance I've always, that sweetness I've always, out, I've always found it a little bit guilty of just lacking kind of the necessary complexity. Yeah, uh, like I realized when we're talking about like when we're talking about Niagara sparkling wine in general. Um, you know, we're talking about wines that tend to cap out around forty dollars a bottle, with a few mm. exceptions. But you and I drink a lot of Niagara Sparkling. We've got yeah. our favorites. But coming from the Trius parent company, like yeah. having all those shared resources, I just always expect more from the Ice Cuvee. So now we're going to say something nice. The new label on the Ice Cuvee looks great. I love the redesign on the label. Okay. And the wine was just fantastic at the event. Really? All right. It really stood out. And a, a double barrel from Peller, they were pouring a Cab Franc ice wine that uh was just outstanding um the finish was so clean and so focused uh the acids were so well balanced in that ice wine that i think they that may be the best ice wine i've ever tasted so that's 100 points for you no not 100 (laughs) points not a hundred points. Um, and then, okay, so there's. Uh, are you gonna do one more, or are those are those your top three? Because you're gonna have, you have either one more because you did two from the same company, uh, or are you gonna or are you gonna just stop there? Are those the three? No, no, I think I have one more. It's just it was one of those things where I tasted a lot of a lot of ice wine, and it was a lot of good ice wine, but it a lot of it just ended up getting kind of lost lost in the, yeah that's that's the problem when you oh. taste a lot of stuff oh wait he's got he's no, found I've, something on his phone i've got the third one uh fielding really fielding was pouring their 2016 riesling ice wine which was fantastic but what was super cool was uh they had their 2018 white conception okay sauvignon blanc semillon okay which is just not something a lot of people are working with frankly because there's not much semillon no, left true. in 
the region. Yep. Uh, but it was just a really special table wine. Wow. All right. Uh, and, and I was kind of laughing because uh, if anyone read the uh, red wine feature wrote in Quench uh, last year, a couple of years ago, about the Bordeaux-style varieties, uh, Fielding inspired that when I tasted their Fireside Red, which was a 50-50 Franc yeah. uh, Merlot blend or Franc something. something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it was just like, man, this is good for $22. I, I don't spend enough time at Fielding. I need to make sure I spend some more time there. Um, I was happy with a lot of Fielding wines, and I've got a bunch of them in the cellar. They aged yep. quite well, and Richie Roberts has been there over 10 years or something like that. Yeah, R- Richie, Richie is a hell of a winemaker, and there's always something interesting at Fielding. Yeah, I always think so, too. Well, so maybe we wrap that up. I think that's our, our complete wrap-up of, uh, of ice wine and ice yeah. wine galas and festivals. And and I am going to pledge to drink a little bit more ice wine this year. I think you should do the same. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of aged ice wine. I think I've all, I love it. And that's it. I've got, a, I've got a horde of ice wine, too. Aged ice wine is a thing of magic. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I, think I, I think I grabbed one out one day. We, we tried it, didn't we? No? Not with you? No, but uh, Conrad Edgebick, when he came over to my house last, brought like a twenty a twenty year old Malivore ice wine yeah. that was really tasty. Every so often, I pull one out. Oh, I know who I did it. I did it with uh, with Rodney and Michelle. Hello, Rodney and Michelle. I hope you enjoyed that ice wine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if if you haven't subscribed to our Patreon, that's okay. But we very much appreciate our Patreon subscribers. Look for two guys uh, talking wine at patreon.com. Yeah. And uh, oh, subscribe to the podcast as well. Uh, tell other people about the podcast. Get them to subscribe. Yeah. And uh, I'm Michael Pincus of michaelpincuswinereview.com. I'm Andre Pru of andrewinereview.ca. And I'm really not getting used to that hair. <laughs> My hair is glorious. No. So what do you say good night? Like it's nine in the morning. Oh, it's true. Uh, good night? Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.